to finding calm in the chaos. I am Denise, and this is my podcast. Hello, 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 everybody. It's Denise, and welcome to another episode of Finding Calm in the Chaos. Happy Wednesday, people. Um, My friends, this episode today is called Wrong, and it's because I had this huge epiphany moment um, not too long ago. At the time this airs, I will be 54 years old, because my birthday is this week, but at the time of this recording... I am still a youthful 53. <laughs> Take what I can get. Um, I actually feel better than I have in a long time. And so if you guys listened to last week's Coffee Talk, then I, I kind of divulged a lot of personal information that I didn't really want to share with people or was embarrassed about for the longest time. And over the last couple of days, I've had like a huge Jesus moment. I'm not going to lie. So it is like, Something happened and transpired in my house, and I just thought to myself, why, right? And so what had happened is, is uh, for those of you who don't know, my parentals have, uh, quote unquote, temporarily moved in with us while they're on an apartment search. And um, the rental market is pretty brutal right now in our area, so they're struggling with... um, just just trying to find a place that isn't a hole, number one, and number two, that doesn't cost like, you know, $3,000 a month for a one bedroom that, you know, needs to be painted and it's falling apart. That's kind of where we're at right now in this country. However, um, that aside, at night, um, they're up just arguing. And it has really taken a toll psychologically on me because number one, it brings up that old childhood memory of arguments in the middle of the night and what is that going to escalate to and that kind of stuff. But to think that these two people have been married for 55 years this December and they still have a complete lack of, in all honesty, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Um, Just... uh, Oh my God, I'm totally blanking out. I hate when that happens. Uh, They don't have any respect for each other. They speak to each other in a manner that I hated as a child. And which in turn, that mannerism became me as an adult. I, I literally became them, how they spoke to each other. Just very like... 10 years ago, if you got into an argument with me, I can cut you so hard with words, you would be scarred for life. And it was intentional because that's how I grew up. But what happened was, is the next day I felt like shit and needed to apologize. But the reality was when I grew up and got cut with words like that, uh, there was no apologies. You just had to forget it happened and everything went back to normal the next day. And people wonder why some kids are so incredibly fucked up. I'm going to be really honest. It just is what it is. But I thought to myself, I am not that kid anymore. And this is my house. And I'm at a point now where I feel like sometimes they want my marriage to fail. And I know that sounds horrible, 
but this is my own personal thoughts. I, it's not, it's how I feel. It's my podcast. Um, and sometimes how you feel is irrelevant to what they're actually, their intentions are. Now I know through history, their intentions or their thoughts are, they really don't give a shit. They don't think twice about how I feel. It's about them. It's just is what it is. And, and that's it. So I don't, do I think they're intentionally doing shit to me? No. They don't understand that arguing like that at night. Now, thank God, Peter will sleep through the night. So he doesn't hear any of this. Because as soon as he's getting up or they're waking him up, that's it. Now, also understand that both of them have hearing issues. So they also talk at an elevated level. So you don't really know sometimes if they're just screaming at each other because they're in an argument or they're talking to each other just disrespectfully like they always do. And so... Sometimes, this is my feelings now, right? And when you have feelings, you don't ignore them, but you don't also make people accept your feelings, okay? Sometimes you just have to work out your own shit. And that's what I'm doing. What they're doing in my world, I don't want a wrong reaction to that. I don't want to get up like I would normally do and knock on their door and be like, can you guys shut the fuck up? It's like one o'clock in the morning. You know what I'm saying? That is the reaction that people expect. It is the wrong reaction in the life I want. So have I chosen the wrong, that reaction in the past? Oh, absolutely. Okay. But <laughs> I, sometimes we choose the wrong thing over and over and over. And that's okay. As long as you're learning from it and you're just picking yourself up and you're doing it again. So we had a moment where I just thought to myself, you know what? I don't want to speak to Carl that way, Mr. Sip. I don't want to speak in my marriage to each other with disrespect. Now that has, has that happened in our almost 13 years? Yeah, it has, but we've gotten over that. We've gotten past it. We've talked about it and we've apologized and we've moved on and we've grown from that. The relationship that Mr. Sith and I have based on, you know, 12 years of marriage is, is amazing where we are today because so many people tried to break us and we've been through some super, super lows and now we're living some super, super highs. And that's because we accept that in marriage, it's, you know, till death do you part. There are good times. There are bad times. Sometimes there's more bad times than good times. And that is okay. And so I sat there in that moment and I thought to myself, don't pick the wrong decision. You could do this. You could change today the way you want to speak to Mr. Sith, Denise. You can do this. And in that very instant, it was like a Jesus moment. I had all these flashes, because mind you, it's like 1, 1.30 in the morning. I'm getting all these flashes of the things that I made that were wrong decisions in life, going all the way backward to the very first situation. And that first situation was, and I don't know how old I was. Uh, I was young. I had like a bike. It was, it's about a bike. I got a bike for my birthday. And it was like a Schwinn bike and it was purple and I was so excited and it had like the little tassels from the handlebars and we're talking the 70s peeps, okay? And I, like I said, I don't know. I'm guessing maybe eight, 
Same age as Pete, nine tops, probably younger, you know. And I got this bike and I was so excited that I got it, but I had to use the restroom. So I went inside and it was in my backyard and I came out and my bike was gone. And I looked over at my dad and this is what I remember. This is my experience, okay? I looked over at my dad and I'm like, where's my bike? And he goes, oh, I let Angel ride it. And I'm like, what? I just thought I was crushed inside. What parent gives their kid a new bike? It's the first bike I ever had. And then before you even get a chance to get on it, he's allowed some neighbor kid I'm really not even friends with to ride my bike in the alley. And I remember being infuriated. I remember being so angry that I could like see stars. Like that's how angry I was. And I walked out into the alley. I went out, it was like Chicago. So we walked through a gangway out like past the garbage cans then opened the back gate and she was riding the bike and she's ringing my bell and she's waving to me. And I'm thinking, are you fucking kidding me right now? Like I was outraged and I reached down and I picked up a stick and I threw it at the bike and it went into the wheel spoke and it seized up the bike and guess who flew over the handlebars and skid across the alley on her face? Yep. Angel. And I instantly knew I was going to get in trouble over this. And I did. And I thought to myself, okay, I mean, did I want her to like get, spoke out the bike? I don't believe so. I was just angry. But I made a wrong decision. And it was based on an adult making a wrong decision. And what I feel now is a selfish decision because that kind of shit repeatedly happened as I got older. We were, we were considered, I don't believe, like firsthand, you know? We were always like, what the fuck ever to him. And so it really, I remember then sitting, it was like a, like a two-story porch. If you know Chicago area, I don't know if other areas have it, but it was like a big wooden deck. They paint them gray and you go upstairs based on like what level you're on. And we were in a two-level apartment and I was on the second floor, like just standing in that landing and she was coming in from the driveway from being at the hospital. And I remember just seeing her whole face was like bandage from road rage, from my road rage, <laughs> road rage, but alley rage, right? But from the road rash. And I just thought to myself, oh man, I didn't mean to do that. I was instantly regrettable. But then I thought to myself after that, wow, I must be selfish. Because, you know, I hurt this girl and it wasn't intentional, but the guilt that I carried, but at the same time, I had that angel and that devil talking, you know, what's right, what's wrong. And was it wrong to do what I did? Yes. Do I think my parent made a bad decision? My father? Absolutely. But I will tell you, there was a little part of me that almost was like she deserved it 
because of the atmosphere that I grew up in in my house. And I totally got in trouble for it. I was like, really? So somebody rode my bike before me on my birthday. I've never had a bike before. Oh, okay. Fuck it. Yeah, sure. Punish me. Awesome sauce. And that is what started me making wrong decisions about friends. I didn't want friends. Because I tried to make friends with that girl. And next thing I know, she's riding my bike. And then I try to get her off it. And then I'm in trouble. And it was my birthday. And so when you look back at that, it was just a kid being a kid who was angry. Because a parent who was drinking made the wrong fucking decision. And then I carried that. I carried that nonsense. And I don't need to carry that nonsense. None of us do. Wrong decisions about drinking. Wrong decisions about, you know, well, those of you who listen to the podcast know that, you know, I, I served like 90 days in the county jail because of an addiction that nobody even recognized, might I add. No one in my family even knew that I had an addiction to alcohol. Not a single one. And they still probably don't. Because it literally, it doesn't involve them and it doesn't benefit them in any way. So like, what the fuck do they care? That's kind of how, when you're in this dysfunctional system, how you have to kind of like weed yourself out. But it seems a little crazy that in this one instance of sitting in my bed at 53 years old and having this little trigger of wanting to do something that was a wrong reaction, how I would just like completely have this flashback timeline of all the wrong decisions that I've made, some repeatedly, <laughs> right? I made the wrong decisions twice, three times, four times. And then I realized what is different today, right now in this moment? It's almost like I was being called to ask that. And to be really honest, it was a Jesus moment for me. And it was because no matter how many times I was wrong, I kept trying. I got back up and I tried. Sometimes I did the same thing, which is dumb. But then sometimes I literally had to learn that stop doing that. It's not working. But what I realized is, is that, you know, when you do stuff that's wrong, I finally got to a point where I truly forgave myself. And then I gave it to God. And I've been giving a lot of stuff to God lately, but here's the thing about that. We say give it to God, but we do we do you really truly do we really truly know what that means? Because when you do, it's gone. Stop talking about it. Stop talking about it. Stop thinking about it. Stop beating yourself up over it. That is a right decision. Are we going to make, am I going to make more wrong decisions? Absolutely. But I'm going to learn from it, pivot. And I have learned now in my, you know, olden age, right? The more I've been giving it to God, I understand that there's already an ordained path for me. I have been given free will and the choices that I make, whether they be wrong or right, are going to get me to my ultimate destination. And this is what breaks my heart and really explains why there's so much hurt and mental illness and struggle 
in the world today with younger generations because God is not present. There have been so many people who've tried so hard to remove God from schools and homes and and, and government and all sorts of stuff. And as a result of that, you really can get screwed up. Can you imagine? I can't even imagine carrying my wrongs forever. No, I'd be nuts. Absolutely nuts. I don't know if I'd want to leave my house. But the beauty behind Christianity and God is that you can literally give it to God. He died for us. He died to forgive our sins. And if we can't utilize that ultimate sacrifice in our day-to-day living, what are we doing with our lives? We're wasting it. I'm wasting it. And I'm like, I'm not wasting it anymore. I am utilizing the gift that Jesus gave me. And I am utilizing that forgiveness. When I say I'm giving it to God, he is taking it. Oh, he he said there were no stipulations. So sorry, not sorry. You'll be getting some crazy shit sometimes, Jesus. But you know what? That's what he wanted. And that's what I'm doing. And it has done remarkable things for my mental health and anxiety and, you know, anger issues. Don't forget, I have, you know, postpartum rage. Yes, I understand that Peter is eight years old, but when you suffer from OCD, that rage kind of follows you. If you suffer from OCD and you didn't know that you can get like rage disorder instead of depression, there you go. There's your little tidbit, if in case you don't know what where it's coming from. It is a scary thing to walk around and know that you have an internal flame inside who can literally be like flipped and you enrage. You know, you literally are a, a catastrophe. But I've made all these wrong decisions and I've just finally learned that it is okay. And I don't have to carry it around. You guys know I made, like I said, 90 days in a county jail. You know, I carry that around sometimes and I felt so shamed, like I didn't deserve. And I'm like, okay, I wasn't even in my right mind. I was a drunk when that stuff happened. I was a good drunk, but I was a drunk nonetheless. And that's what happens. You just deal. But I don't want to deal. I gave it to God. That is gone. It is goodbye. I did my time. I did my restitution. It's gone. I don't need to be judged anymore. And if anybody judges me, that's not on me. That's their wrong. It's not my wrong. I've already been forgiven for my wrong. I gave it to Jesus and I forgave myself. And I asked for forgiveness. And so I don't need to carry that anymore. And so those are the things that happens. Now I'm going to warn everybody that Carl, uh, Mr. Sith, and uh, Peter are coming in from taking my car for an oil change. So you might hear them come in before they realize I'm recording. So there you go. Hey. Again, just life, don't care. But I want you guys to understand that wrongs happen. This isn't going to be a long episode because it really is short and sweet and to the point, right? We all make wrong decisions. You learn from them. Sometimes you just need to let go and follow what you're being told in your heart and in your soul. And when you follow that, it works out. It actually really does. Sometimes the internal struggle is just with ourselves. 
And sometimes life is just life because we just are picking all the wrongs. And it's okay to be wrong because eventually we're going to be right. There you go. Until next time, lead with kindness.